Live from the heart of Lincoln, America. Welcome to Ticket Weeknights on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome in. Tom Stevens here for the Husker Extra Hour with Sam McEwen and Tom Chattel joining me just moments away. And, of course, Nebraska coming off that 31-14 win over Purdue yesterday. First undefeated October. They complete that since 2001. They've now won five of six uh, since starting 0-2 as we welcome in Sam McEwen on the Allo VIP line. If I would have told you that Nebraska would be 5-3 and three right now, Sam, after starting 0-2, what would you have said? I'd be a little surprised, yeah. I have to admit. Yeah. But Nebraska's, they're here. You know, they're they're uh, they're in the spot. I figured they'd win a few games. And I thought, you know, I thought six wins was a reasonable goal this season. And I think, I think they're going to reach that goal. Uh, I think they have a chance to win a couple more than that. Uh, you know, I think I think there's a real shot here. Uh, the West has not uh, bathed itself in glory, and the two transfer quarterbacks that you would have been worried about um, are hurt and probably out for the year. You know, uh, at Iowa and Wisconsin. So um, Nebraska's got a shot here, and they've got a they got a chance to to make a little noise down the stretch go to a Michigan State team that I think is beatable. Michigan State has some players. They, The way I put it, Tom, is every single team that Nebraska is going to play on the way out has one really good game in it. I don't know which game that's going to be. I'm not sure those teams know which game it's going to be. But they're going to play. And when they played Illinois, Illinois played its good game the next week against Maryland. When they played Northwestern, Northwestern played its good a good game against Minnesota, and then they played one more against Maryland. I don't know who Purdue's going to play its good game against, but Purdue will play a good game against somebody. That's going to be true of Michigan State. Uh, it's going to be true of Maryland. It's going to be true of uh, Wisconsin and Iowa. And I don't know. If, if, if that team plays its best game, I don't like Nebraska's chances to win. But Nebraska has not got, has not got anybody's A game yet. Maybe Colorado. But they haven't got anybody else to take game. And, and Nebraska's defense makes it hard to bring your A game. And so I, I think Nebraska's got a shot on the way out of here of, uh, of doing something pretty pretty cool. I mean, they could win eight or nine. It's possible. Not maybe likely, but it's possible. Well, you've got Nebraska, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Iowa all at five and three, three and two in the conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have a favorite going down the stretch? It's still Wisconsin, I think. Even though Braylon Allen's hurt, I, I still think Wisconsin has a pretty favorable schedule. They play Indiana, Northwestern, Nebraska, and Minnesota. I, I, I still like them. Uh, Minnesota's got to play Ohio State. Still, that's going to be hard. You know, maybe Iowa. I, I, it's hard. Iowa's a hard team to assess. It, it, it's hard to know exactly what they're going to be week to week. Maybe their bye week helped them out. I mean, their quarterback is not, you know, going to be their starter uh, next year. I, I don't care if Gabe McNamara comes back or not. I mean, obviously, they're just that's not going to be who it is. So, um, you know, I I don't know what I was capable of. It's hard to tell. Their quarter, I think their quarterback is pretty limited. You know, Heinrich Harburg's got a long ways to go, but a lot of what he's dealing with is just, 
you know, processing the game and learning how to play the position, learning how to run the option. Iowa's quarterback is, you know, I don't know. He's just not. He's a limited player. So, yeah. uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I, If you were to look at the four quarterbacks of the top four teams, here here they are. I mean, here are the quarterbacks. Uh, you know, Deacon Hill. Uh, and that's his name, I think. Yep. Braden Locke, Heinrich Harburg, and Ethan Calliot Manis. And I, 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 I'm, I would almost say that Calliot Manis is the best of the four, and he, <laughs> he hasn't had a great season. No. Nope. So, had a nice day know, yesterday. Think, Not great, did. but a nice day. No, he did. They got the best. I'll tell you what. They got the best receiver. So they got a good receiver in Daniel Jackson. Uh, Minnesota does have the best receiver of the bunch. Nebraska's receivers are hurt. I don't know what Iowa wants. I'm not even sure Iowa wants to have receivers. And Wisconsin's best receiver just got hurt on yep. Saturday. So, um, I don't know. You you could shake this thing out a hundred different ways. What I would say is I still think Wisconsin's a slight favorite. Minnesota might have the best overall team. If they got to go play Ohio State, Iowa will see. I mean, Iowa's, Iowa's Iowa. You just don't know what that quarterback's going to do or not do. Sam, I don't remember another Nebraska team with more injuries in my lifetime. I mean, you had three offensive linemen out this particular week with Turner Corcoran done for the season, Ethan Piper. I don't know, is Nori done for the for the season? He's been in crutches. He might come back at some point. You've obviously got a decimated uh, wide receiver crew. Isaiah Castaneda didn't uh, go very far into the season. Marcus Washington out a couple of weeks ago. Billy Kemp last week. Xavier Betts before the season. And now you've got all freshmen, but they're playing pretty well. Uh, Jaden Lloyd gets his first touchdown catch. Malachi Coleman last week. Jaden Doss had a nice uh, reception. Could have had a much bigger gain. What was your bigger concern going into the game and now? Offensive line or wide receiver for Nebraska? Well, I think there's only so many things they can do with those wide receivers. Uh, they can't run every route or run the full scope of Nebraska's offense. So I think that's going to remain something that uh, the Huskers have to chew on. Offensive line, you know, I think they're okay. I, I think it's I think it's a tough position to play in, in this league. And, uh, you know, they're doing the best they can. I, I, I think they're playing pretty hard. They're protecting relatively well. You know, the quarterback they're protecting in Harbor, he's kind of all over the place in the pocket. So they don't always know where he's going. I'm not sure he always knows. But but uh, they're doing okay. You know, and so I, I, I guess I would say the receiver spot. But, but you know, um, those guys made some plays. Doss made a real nice play on that third down. Lloyd made a nice play. I think anybody could have done what he did. But, but he made a nice play for the touchdown. And uh, they're blocking okay. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think there's a long way to go. Where this where this group is in, in two years is, is not going to be where it is now. And they just kind of have to put it together and do the best they can to, to put, uh, you know, a good product on the field. It's not automatic. And, and obviously there's there's work to be done. How good is this defense? They forced uh, three turnovers yesterday. Uh, another game where it, you hold a team under 200 yards. Nebraska's defense, obviously, the Big Ten West is not great, but this seems like a defense that now we can say is for real. Do you believe that? Yes, I do. I do, for sure. Yep, good defense, plays really hard, hustles, hits, 
Um, their safeties are flowing really well. You can't really run wide on them. I know Northwestern got one play wide, but but that was a nifty play call last week. It's really hard to run wide on them. Jet sweeps, end of rounds, they don't work. Uh, they haven't worked for a while, to be honest with you. Nebraska is well-schooled in that play. Uh, I do think you could probably run downhill on them, but teams just don't want to do it. Michigan was the only team that tried, and uh, teams just don't want to put the effort into it. I think you need to have really good alignment, and uh, a lot of these Big Ten teams don't. Uh, yeah, it's a good it's a good defense. It, they play a lot of guys. 21 guys on the roster have more than 100 snaps this year, according to Pro Football Focus. Wow. Uh, they only had 18 of those in 2021, and that was over 12 games. And so that gives you a picture of, of what they're able to do. I think Luke Reimer in 2021, Tom, averaged – 62 snaps a game, which is a lot. This year, Luke's around, I don't even know, uh, 35, something like that. So they're not, they're not, they're not uh, taxing these guys the way they were taxed before. And that's a great thing. That's they needed, they needed that to be true of this defense. And so far, they have not gotten worn down. But uh, we'll see, we'll see how it looks on the way out. It's the Husker Extra Hour. Sam McEwen on the line from the Omaha World Herald. Tom Chattel will be joining us soon. Your phone calls welcome on the Sutter Heyman text line, 464-5685, the Honda of Lincoln hotline uh, open as well. And uh, Sam on the VIP, the Allo VIP line. A lot, I don't know what your prediction was at the start of the year, Sam. I, I thought maybe 7-5 and five, uh, was reasonable, but now I, I'm not sure. Is, every game obviously is winnable from here on out. What's the ceiling for this team in your mind? Well, if, if everything fell right, nine. I, I don't think that's going to happen. I think somewhere along the way, Nebraska is going to lose. I, I'd say the most likely loss is Wisconsin at ninth up there, which I think is going to be hard. Um, Regardless of how many people show up to the game, there probably won't be that many people at the game. Like Wisconsin fans are kind of checked out. So, uh, yeah, nine. But but I'd say if you told me seven, I'd take it. I'd take seven right now. In fact, I would I would go ahead and put money on seven. I think seven is a number that gets you out of, uh, well, first of all, it doesn't win you the Big Ten probably. I think it's going to take eight and probably nine to get to win the Big Ten. Hmm. Uh, but seven gets you, seven gets you the Las Vegas Bowl. I mean, seven gets you out of, gets you out of the Quick Lane Bowl, which I think is important. Maybe it gets you Pinstripe. Maybe it gets you, you know, uh, Vegas, where you would play a really good team. That that would be a hard matchup because the Pac-12 is really good this year. The Vegas Bowl takes like the third Pac-12 team, so like at this point, that would be USC. I don't know. <laughs> so it would be a, it would be kind of tough, you know. But but uh, probably gets you Vegas. Uh, maybe gets you the guarantee rate bowl. I'll tell you what, you get to eight wins, Tom, and you're going to New Year's Day. And I'll tell you why. Everybody wants Nebraska fans, and so the Outback has never had Nebraska. They've never had them in Tampa, and they'd love to have them in Tampa. And I, I know that from five years ago when people were telling us they'd love to have them in Tampa. So 
Um, there were some rules in place back in 2016 when they didn't get to go to Tampa, and it, I don't know what it was. It, you know, Kirk Ferentz wanted to go to Florida or something, and Iowa had the, the pecking order, and the bowl didn't get to choose and all this other stuff. And so um, they went and played in the Outback, and I think got – I can't remember what it was. They, they, they played somebody in lost Florida, maybe. And so uh, – but this time around, I think the Bulls would give more of a flexibility. If Nebraska gets to eight wins, I, I think out back against, you know, one of these SEC teams would be awfully palatable. I think you would see it happen, and I think it would be pretty pretty fun if they're able to get that. I mean, nobody would have predicted that before the years. So the fact that they have a chance at it is, uh, is notable. Sam McEwen, Husker, extra hour of the Omaha world. Harold Tom Chattel will join us uh, within the next 15 minutes or so. Nebraska continues to suffer from turnovers. They had lost five fumbles yesterday, or five, had five fumbles, and lost four of them. The offense has struggled, and now they're decimated with injuries. But knowing that, how would you grade the performance of Marcus Satterfield this year? A C. Like, I, I don't want to, I don't want to, knock knock the situation he's dealing with too much but you know I, I I think there's other things they could do than what they're doing uh, you know on some level there you can control the nature of the quarterback position a little bit more than I think they have if you got to tell Heinrich Harburg look man pitch the ball then then do that like it, you know and I don't just mean that Pitch. I mean, he. There are most of these carries since the Louisiana Tech game, or Northern Illinois. I think it was La Tech. He could have pitched the ball. Like teams are playing him pretty hard, and so I, you know, there's just been circumstances where he just doesn't pitch the ball, and he's really, he really should be, because the plays will actually gain far more yards if he does. And I think that's about where they're at. So they need to get better there. I think. I think there's certain components of his game, Harbor's game, that can can improve. And Satterfield is the quarterback's coach. Uh, the play calling's been, I think, pretty good uh, at times. I, I think they've, you know, they've dialed up some nice big plays simultaneously. This is a team that has has resisted throwing short passes, smoke screens. Uh, you know, they, they, there's just a lot of things they don't want to, they don't do, or don't want to do. And I find that, you know, I find that interesting. And, and so I think they're going to have to reassess in the offseason and, and, and maybe come up with some, you got to find a way to, to get on, to keep on schedule, you know, with a short controlled passing game um, that doesn't require you to convert third and nine, third and 10, third and 13, like all those things. And so I think their run game is in a pretty good spot, but I think their passing game can get better and, and I suspect that we will we will see that growth on on the way out. Now, one more thing: Matt Rule does a lot with that offense. And so, to be clear, I think Marcus Satterfield, you know, is working with and for his boss. And so, some of that is some of that is Rule. But you know, I don't think Matt Rule is sitting there. Maybe he is, and we should ask him. I'm not sure he's sitting there saying, "Now we're up 24 nothing. Let's go for let's let's go for another option pass here." Or now that now that our quarterback just got you know hammered in the next week, let's run a speed option to the other side. Like there's things you can do, and and you know I think at times 
they've been aggressive, and, and I don't know that the aggression has always panned out. If that He's Sam McEwen of the Omaha World-Herald. It's the Husker Extra Hour. Tom Chattel joining us shortly. It is frustrating for a lot of Husker fans. You mentioned the 24-0 lead. Nebraska throws a pass, and, and Harbor gets drilled. And then the next play, there's a fumble, um, and he's removed for the game. Purdue gets their first touchdown, and he's removed. And then Sims comes in. Uh, Jeff Sims, who has obviously struggled with turnovers, uh, his first play, he, he goes the wrong direction. And then the last play ends in a fumble on a fourth and one where Nebraska was going to punt the ball. They had the ball punted to the 14-yard line. They decided to go for it on fourth and one. Instead, Sims fumbles. It's returned for a touchdown. Nebraska has had this problem. We've, we've seen it for years of trying to give games away. They didn't yesterday. But uh, is there a quarterback? I guess this is a weird way of saying, is there a quarterback on this roster that will be the quarterback for Nebraska next year? Oh, I think Harburg's got a real chance to be in that, yeah. I I, I don't know what the plan for Sims is. I I don't know. And, and Jeff, Jeff's running an offense. He doesn't, you know, he's been rusty. And, you know, I, I don't know that this is what he thought he was signing up for. So, um, And there were some things, play-calling operation in there that, that wasn't going right, or I'm not exactly sure what was going on there. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think Harburg's got a chance to be the quarterback for sure. You can go in the portal and you can go get a guy, and maybe maybe Nebraska had post the kind of record here on the way out that attracts somebody to come and look. But you know, Harvard will have had a ton of experience uh, this season, and he's got tools. I mean, I I'm a believer in his tool, his toolkit for sure. Like he can throw the football. He's got some ability to scramble and improvise. I think he's trying to do too much, and and that's true when you're a young guy. But you know, on that that one drive, that 87 yard drive looked pretty good. Yeah. Looked pretty good. Like he he threw he threw a couple of nice short throws. He, he looked off to the left and threw it back to Fleet. Had a very nice you know rolled nice and threw it to Han on that on that uh, that little out pattern that you know pick play. Uh, threw a nice threw a fastball to Fedoni when it needed to be fast. I think the components are probably there. It's just a question of getting into the off season and then getting him to 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 get some receivers that are, you know, healthy and open and 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 some of the other things. I mean they that that's that is a that is an underrated position now. It is way more important than you know, there's there's an impression of receivers in, in football that they're divas and that they're problematic, and, and you know, especially around Nebraska, it's better to run the football because two out of the three things that happen, whatever, I get. It. But she does. You see how teams play the run today? Like you can't, you can't just slam it in the line sixty times uh, at this level of football and expect to win consistently. You might be able to do it at the group of five. I know Air Force is doing that. But you're just gonna, you're not gonna attract the quarterback who wants to play in the system for one thing. And you're going to beat you're going to beat that quarterback up. So they got to get some receivers, and they feel like they have them. For what it's worth, the coaches do feel like they've got the right guys. They just need seasoning, and they just need time. And so, you know, you give this thing a couple of years, and maybe and maybe it's uh, you know Harvard's able to throw the ball on rhythm 
to open receivers who know which routes they're running and have been in the system for two and a half years. Um, I'll be curious to see how, you know, we'll be curious to see how it goes. I, but, yeah, I, long answer to your question. Yeah, I think Harburg has a very good chance of being the starting quarterback next year. I do think they could they could bring in a portal guy. That's, that's possible. Um, there will be guys out there that they can bring in, but you just don't know. Uh, I like this Wisconsin kid. Uh, he's not. He's got a long ways to go, but he's a kind of a game manager type, and he's played all right. Uh, maybe you can go find one of those guys, and he can compete with Harburg. But no, I think Harburg's going to be here, and we'll see with Jeff Sims. I, I I don't really know. I it's hard to know what what he wants to do. Things have gone very much not. They've gone against what he thought was going to happen, and it's it's been kind of a nightmare. Talking with Sam McEwen on the Husker Extra Hour of the Omaha World Herald. Uh, Nebraska has a chance to be bowl eligible this week, play Michigan State, I believe an early game this week. Uh, They are a a three-and-a-half point favorite at last check, but Michigan State has been a team that has been on a steady decline since the firing of Mel Tucker. They've lost six in a row. How do you see this one going on Saturday? I think it'll probably be ugly. Uh, Similar weather. Probably a lot of running the football, punting, playing defense. Michigan State's going to try a running quarterback, see if that, you know, starts something for them. I mean, this, the whole thing there is going to is going to collapse at the at the end of the season. They had a guy that went into the portal, and it's not it's not funny per se, but one of their best players went into the portal on Tuesday. And he came out on Thursday, and I think that the interim head coach had the had Tom Izzo talk to the guy out of leaving the portal <laughs> to kind of finish things out with his teammates. And so the guy's like, well, you know, I had a heart-to-heart with Tom Izzo. I'm like, it's a, <laughs> it's a mess. Yeah. So, you know, the last time that they hired a coach, you know, they, they were trying to get fickle, and that was sort of Mark D'Antonio's pick. And they screwed it up. I don't know how they screwed it up, but they did. Fickle said no, so then they had to go to Tucker. And there were, you know, Tucker had obviously has made a ton of mistakes and, uh, you know, sexually harassed uh, a woman that was found last week, credible, right, Brenda Tracy, uh, all kinds of bad stuff there. So they're going to probably switch out their entire coaching staff. And uh, so this team's close to, they're teetering on the edge of of just kind of giving up. So maybe Nebraska can get them to do that. I, I don't know. Maybe they got one more game in them. And Saturday is that game where they're going to fight. But if, if Nebraska gets up 14 nothing, yeah, I think you could see Michigan State just say, well, you know, screw it. <laughs> Enough of this. We, we've been, you know, let down by our administration, let down by our head coach. Uh, so they're teetering. They're close to, to going all the way in the tank, and maybe Nebraska can, can, can put them in there. All right, Sam, thanks for the time. Uh, you headed to the game today, the Nebraska basketball game? You going to check it out? Not today. Okay. Ah, not today. Right. Well, got the Bears tonight, though. So that's right. my that's my NFL team, and I'll be that's, watching. Well, I'm a Vikings fan. That that who wins that division? I mean, that's ugly. Maybe Detroit. Probably Detroit wins that. Division. Hey, it's Detroit. They'll find a way to lose it. So I'm <laughs> guessing the Vikings are going to come up. That's right. Well, I don't know if you've heard, but get it. Kirk Cousins might be out for the season. It looks like an Achilles. It looks like not good news for Vikings fans, and I am one of them. Uh, Sam, thanks for the time. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. There you go. Sam McEwen of the Omaha World Herald. It's the Husker Extra Hour. More with columnist Tom Chattel coming up next. 
back to the Ticket Weeknights on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back. Tom Stevens, Husker Extra Hour. We had Sam McEwen in the first half hour from the Omaha World Herald. And now time to welcome in Tom Chattel, columnist for the Omaha World Herald. Hi, Tom. How are you? Good, Tom. What's up? Not much. I thought, and you wrote about this today, um, the high wire act that we see from Nebraska living on an edge, living on the edge on a weekly basis. And we kind of thought that maybe after watching the first half and into the third quarter, they have a 24 nothing lead that that wouldn't be the case yesterday, but it ended up being the case. It, it doesn't necessarily have to be the case, but it always is with this football team until they really learn how to win. Does it feel like right. they're getting closer to that? I do. I, I think, um, you know, if uh, I just go back to that, that fourth and one, you know, put up under center. You know, why do we have to have a guy in shotgun fourth and yeah. one? I just don't. Uh, and maybe Sims would have fumbled anyway under center, but it just seems like they they just can't help themselves sometimes. So, um, yeah, I, 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 you know, this thing with uh, dropping the ball is is. It, you know, okay, it's almost kind of funny because you're winning, but it's 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 not funny because it's, it's they're playing with, with, with fire, and you know if they didn't have that defense, they, they, I don't know what they the record would, would be right now. It, it, it wouldn't be very good, but um, yeah, I what I like about them is that okay, they they they, they make a mess, but then they they kind of clean it up and. You know the the, the 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 touchdown pass yesterday was was perfect. The, the, the blocked field goal. They're starting to make plays. They're starting to get in in sort of a rhythm of, of that every week. So, I yeah I I tell you what it's um, I love watching them play. I mean it's fun. Yeah, winning is fun, right? But um, and I, I've been around this thing so long now, but. I remember. I mean, I've I've seen greatness. So have you. We've seen perfection. Uh, we know what all that's supposed to look like. But I don't remember a team of of. Um, I mean, there's no Amir Abdullahs out there. There's not a lot of. Uh, there's no Sues. There's no, um, you know, uh, Kenny Bells and, and so forth. Um, these guys are a bunch of grinders. They're a bunch of guys, or overachievers in a lot of ways. And a lot of them are young. But the offense, that's a bunch of backups. And they're out there playing. They're their butts off. And it's it's fun to watch these guys rise up and just and just kind of win games any way they can. You know, and 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 I get coached up and, and, and kind of play above their level in some cases. Um, I think it's fun. Yeah. Talking with Tom Chattel on the Allo VIP line is the Husker Extra Hour VIP line brought to you by Allo Fiber, where they understand the importance of exceptional service uh, with local heart. You mentioned that it's fun to watch, and it feels like Nebraska does, or at least is getting closer to an identity than I've remembered for a while. And, but the identity at this point, isn't maybe the identity that I thought that would be under Matt Rule. I mean, when they were recruiting Dylan Riola, I thought maybe it'd be a pro, more of a pro-style offense. And now we're seeing 
option passes and Matt Rule pointing to the skybox and Tom Osborne, that's not something that I necessarily anticipated at the start of the season. Did you? Well, no, but I think what I like about it is they've adjusted to the personnel. Um, how many times have we seen coach come in and say, no, I'm doing it my way and we'll just, we're just going to have to live with it. Um, and, and, uh, no, it, this is great. Um, uh, Although um, the option is interesting. I, mean, I think they have to run the ball as their strength. But uh, Heinrich Harburg is not a great option quarterback. I mean, he, 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 didn't, he didn't pitch it nearly enough. And, uh, I, you know, I, I keep waiting for teams to kind of try to take him away a little bit. And I think some of them have. But a lot of these defenses don't know how to stop the option. They never see it. Mm-hmm. So it's really – but I give him credit for doing that because this coaching staff has never coached the option. They don't know what they're doing in a lot of work. They've got Ron Brown in there and the offices maybe drawing a place for him, trying to, you know, give him a couple of things they can work on in practice, maybe, you know, using the game. But um, I give him credit for that. Um, but it's nobody down there knows how to run it. They don't. <laughs> yeah. Whether the coaches are players. So it's, it's uh, okay, we'll see what happens. One of the ways I guess I judge culture is how the players react to it. Uh, and it feels like these players, you know, they, they, they talk like Matt Rule. They talk a lot about what's next and the process and going 1-0 and for the week. And it feels like they have embraced the culture. Do you feel that? Yes. And the best thing about the, that could have happened is them winning games. I mean, it's so much easier to embrace what's going on if, if, if you've got positive reinforcement. They're winning. And um, it, that's the best thing that could have happened to, to this first year is you know, forget what offense they're running or defense or scheme. or It's how they're playing is, that is, is going to be the, the main takeaway out of this first season. And, uh, you know, sure, we want to go to a bowl and all that stuff, but um, like you said, the, the guys – are, are picking up on you know, the, the, the culture, all the, all the lingo, all, this, all, the, all the, the, the buzzwords. Um, but that's what coaches, the coaches want the players to, in, in effect, become like coaches on the field. You know, when they don't have to tell them what to do, they're doing it. And the best way to do that is to win. Yeah. Tom Chattel, Husker Extra Hour. Uh, we go the entire hour. Tom is on the Allo VIP line. The injuries have been crazy. I mean, if you would have told me that Emmett Smith would be the starting running back at this point, I'd have said you're nuts, or that they would have lost, you know, three offensive linemen and all those wide receivers, and B, you know, have won five of six. I would have said you're nuts. Um, but they've done it, and and some would counter with, well, the Big Ten West is just terrible. Um, and it isn't good, that's for sure. But you have to be impressed with the overall coaching. You have to. Absolutely. Um, and you know, yeah, the Big Ten West is terrible. But what the heck is Nebraska? They're right in the middle of all that. They're, they're not any good. They weren't supposed to be any good either. So, um, I, I people were telling me, well, we look all these games we can win. I said, well, yeah, well, that's what Northwestern. That's what Purdue's saying. Well, we can go to Lincoln and win. And the rest right. not very good. Right. So, I mean, it's, yeah, they're all equals. And the best 
teams that play the best and are getting coached the best are going to win. So absolutely, I agree with you. But I, I don't know what to do about the the, the turnovers. Um, at some point, they're just, I mean, these, these uh, on the kickoff. And, and, and part of that, I think, I think, um, was Purdue, the the culture Ryan Walters is putting in, is, is they're going to come at you and they're going to hit the hell out of you and they're going to keep hitting the hell out of you and they're not going to stop until the whistle. And, and then they, they took some incredible shots yesterday on Nebraska players. Um, you know, legal, probably you know, not dirty, but kind of right in the edge, I thought, of some of those hits. Um, that's, that's who they want to be. That's what he's coaching. And I wonder – if they're in there in those piles grabbing at the ball, and because uh, they haven't had them too many of those on special teams, uh, but the punt return one, just the classic, hit him in the chest and went through his arms. Um, he, he took his eyes off it for a second, but yeah, that, that that's the one thing I, I think they've got to fix. And sometimes you can't fix those kind of mistakes until you have depth, until, until you can put a guy on the bench. I mean, right now, they probably don't have a whole lot of depth uh, on on that. So, uh, but they've, yeah, that's that's the thing you don't want to. You'd like to get that cured before the end of the season. Yep. They're absolutely getting coached up, and it's it's a joy to watch. And again, that's why I'm really having a lot of fun watching this team because I, I love watching these kind of guys, you know, rise up. We haven't seen too many times Nebraska over the years been the underdog and still win. And, and we, with a bunch of guys who weren't going to be all Big Ten or all Big Twelve or weren't going to get drafted necessarily, or you know, there's a, it's a team of guys that are just playing football and they're they're playing hard for, 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 for their coaches and for themselves. And um, you know, as a, I've talked to a lot of Nebraska fans this morning and yesterday, and you know, people love to win, but they really like the way this team plays. Tom Chattel, Husker Extra Hour. Tom Chattel, of course, of the Omaha World-Herald. He's the columnist columnist there. Uh, the defense, this is the first time in a while that the black shirts actually look like black shirts. And I thought in year one of a 3-4 defense, which some didn't even know if it fit the identity of this league, I didn't know if it would work. And quite frankly, it's worked at a really high level. How important do you think it's going to be for Nebraska to keep Tony White, who seems like a head coaching candidate? Yeah, it... it, it, it. It works not because of the scheme, uh, and I'm sorry, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not smart enough to know if, if what I said is or not is true. But to me, defense is about effort, attitude, uh, the pursuit of the ball. Um, you know, just going to get the ball and knocking the hell out of somebody, and uh, you know, beating the guy in front of you and going to get the ball. They do that as well as anybody. They they rarely make a mistake where they're out of position. I mean, if you know, watching, you just notice that they're always kind of where they should be. I and mean, there's some uh, plays, sure, the guy's wide open and he catches it and runs down there. But they swarm to the ball, and the polar bear and, and, and you know, Ty Robinson, I, you know, they did not play that way a year ago. I mean, they, they played, you know, hard. But this is a different level for these guys. And, um you know, polar bear pot roast. I love the pot roast name too. That uh, Coach Knight and I mean they got they got all the good names, but um, the way they play is is what 
has brought the black shirts back. Yeah. It's, um, and for once, thank God, we're not talking about the black shirt actual jerseys and what they're doing with them. We're watching the defense go earn them, and they have. And uh, again, it's um, it's a joy to watch, and yeah. it's it, it becomes a habit when you win, and and you, you know you can see them gain momentum. Yeah. And I'll always think that maybe the goal line stand at the beginning of Illinois was a turning point for them in a lot of ways. Well, the Blackshirts uh, certainly performed in that instance, but they, they performed all year long. And I thought maybe after the Colorado game, there would be a dip. There really hasn't been. And obviously you're going to face quarterbacks that can yeah. do some damage. But uh, it, it, I was joking with somebody during the game yesterday. Why don't you just punt it back and so the defense can get back on the field? But it, it felt like that at times because it, they would turn it over and then the defense would get a big sack and then block a, a field goal and return it 68 yards for a touchdown. It's They have embraced Big Ten football. And this is not me knocking Scott Frost or any other coach here at Nebraska, but it feels like they finally found a way to win. It's the Big Ten way. Yeah, and, and, and that's who they hired. They, they hired a guy who came in saying that stuff. He came in, that was the way he wanted to play football. And, um, you know, and I know people are saying, well, you know, this isn't, you know, you can't try to win games going forward with this kind of offense, but that I, this is not how they're going to play forever. No. They're going to get players and they're probably going to get a few. I think they're going to have to go into the portal after this year and, and, and probably get a quarterback or uh linemen or you know, a whole bunch of whole bunch of stuff but um it's it's but just for i think it's um you know they're i'm, I'm, I'm sorry Tom, i got sidetracked what, what, what was the point again <laughs> <laughs> well it just feels like it's nebraska has up, almost so. embraced the big 10 way the iowa way i mean yes yes yes, yeah. yes. they this is this is the way Matt Rule uh, wants to play. Now again, he'll they they wanted Rayola. They want they want those kind of core. They got they got Kaon coming in. They got they want to throw it, and they've got guys you know uh, Centerfield who wants to go deep and he wants to you know get it down the field. So they're they're going to play that way. And I love their attitude about who cares if it's cold. This is where we live. Our quarterbacks grew up here. We're going to throw it in the cold, you know. So I love the, the way they embrace that. But yeah, but the, the when you get down to the, the fundamentals, the basics of what they want to be, it's all Big Ten, and it's 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 probably about time, right? How many years have we sat through this? Where you know we watched the or Scott Frost bring the Oregon way in here, and and my Mike Riley brought the Oregon State Pac-12 way in here. And and we had you know certainly you, you can't complain about a lot of, a lot of stuff. Pelini, you know the, the the Tim Becks, you know they won a lot of games doing that, but they haven't been physical enough to really get over the top. And I think that they laid a foundation this year to get into that where whatever they do going forward, they're going to have the foundation of this is how we play, and it's a Big Ten way and. Um, I think that's the way you have to do it. The Big, the Big Ten forces you to do it their way. Uh, we'll see what USC and UCLA have to say about it. 
Yeah. But, uh, you know, USC's defense didn't really scare anybody in the Big Ten. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> You know they 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 might make, they might uh, they might meet their match in some of these Big Ten offenses, <laughs> but yeah. they they aren't going to scare anybody. So, but I'll tell you what, Oregon and Washington are going to fit right in. So, um, it's just good to see. It's 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 you know it's I think they're going to be in every game going forward, and I think they're going to have a chance to win a few, and, and and we'll see if they can do it. But um, yes, the the way they play. You have to do it that way. What was your prediction at the start of the year? What is it now? I said six and six, and I thought, well, I don't feel good about it. Because until they do it, they haven't done it. I said, I just said, you know, I think there's going to be. I didn't know anything about Jeff Sims. I said, I think these coaches are veterans. I think there's going to be sometimes first year you get a bump in the coaching. They, they you win a couple maybe more uh, than you did before because of that. So. I couldn't go over six. I just couldn't do it. And um, they got a chance to do it. Yeah. yeah. Good stuff, Tom. We'll talk to you next week. Appreciate the yeah, time. Yeah, thanks. All right, there, Tom, thanks a lot. There you go. Uh, Tom Chattel, hey, the Husker Extra Hour. Tom of the Omaha World Herald. He's the columnist there. Tom on the Allo VIP hotline. VIP line brought to you by Allo Fiber, where they understand the importance of exceptional service with local heart. Let's take a break and come back with more right after this. Back to the Ticket Weeknights on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back. Final moments of Husker Extra Hour. Tom Chattel and Sam McEwen were on the show, as they are every week from 4 to 5. Our show, my show, our show, Mike Melby, Tom Stevens. Husker Rewind is coming up in just a few minutes. Uh, of course, we'll be talking a lot about Nebraska-Purdue, nebraska 31-14 victors, their first undefeated October since 2001. That's Three crazy. in a row, baby. Absolutely crazy. Uh, and now in a three-way tie, four-way tie, actually, in the Big Ten West. They've won five of their last six after losing uh, their first two. You weren't confident, I don't think, after going 2-0. and I wasn't, that Nebraska could get to six. How confident are you now? Well, I'm pretty confident they can get to six. The I said their ceiling was probably six after the 0-2 start just yeah. because it, it, you know, it was the same broken record that we watched for the last five years. And everything that we had heard about Matt Rule and his staff and what they do, how they build, how they develop, it seems to be nothing that people just made up. Yeah. There's, there's proof in the pudding. There's proof on the field. Granted, they've got a lot of things to clean up. But, but that's almost nice that they're playing. They're they're you know won five of the last six, and they've had all these problems. Yeah, they're figuring out how to win games regardless of what happens. Um, and and the the flip side is, would you rather? And I'm, 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 I got to take my shots at Dion every chance I get because I'm <laughs> not a fan. Now four but and four. How would you like to be an offensive lineman at Colorado right now, knowing damn good and well that your scholarship is going to end at the end of this semester? Yeah. Or, or you, like he literally went public yesterday and said, I got to go find all new offensive linemen. Yeah. They suck. Guys I got now suck. How do you, did you, do they go four and eight? Do they win another game? I think they do. I think they, I think they get to six somehow and get to a bowl game. But uh, we knew, I mean, coming into this game, what were they were minus 17 and a half? I, I, I don't yeah, know. If, they covered. They did cover. Yeah. So, I mean, it wasn't, 
crazy. I mean, Vegas thought they were going to lose and lose by a big margin, and they did. Yeah, they lost I, by 12, I, I, think. I thought all along he was doing it with Mears. I don't like his tactics, but I think he'll succeed. I really do over the long haul. I think he'll succeed at Colorado if he wants to. I'm not really confident that he'll be there for the long haul. No, I, I think he'll be coaching the Atlanta Falcons in the next three years. Oh. Huh? I think it's very educated possible. guess. Um, we've got a lot to talk about on our show, of course, Nebraska-Purdue, a lot of Husker volleyball, and Husker hoops tonight. And Husker, and uh, breaking news, in case you have not heard, uh, Matar Jop, who was going to start at center, yeah, he's got strep throat. He's out tonight, too. Nebraska will have six scholarship players and four walk-ons available for the uh, the monumental matchup against the Doan Tigers. I'm still predicting a win. I I'm th- going to go think- out there on a limb and predict. I don't even know what the point spread is. Well, there's not a point spread. It's exhibition game so there's no point spread uh in i see it this is how much of a gambler i am i know nothing about it uh, no there's there's not a there's not a point spread for this game yeah, no. okay so. there you go uh but we'll talk about this game and through all throughout the show because it goes during our show from five until seven it'll be done about the time we're done with our show uh tanya Taki, of course of Nebraska won. She's the coach there. She'll be you know she went six one and one in her predictions and she did it all via volleyball she based it her predictions on how good the team was in volleyball, and she kicked our butatas. <laughs> she did. So we'll talk to her and get her breakdown of Nebraska's sweep of Rutgers and Maryland over the weekend. Husker Rewind. Mike Melby, Tom Stevens. It's coming up next. <laughs> 